0: We're a day late, we're many dollars shorted, but we are here trying to make the dollars back on a unique, again, version of the gambling edition of Sixth Year
1: Seniors. And now, from a smoky sports bar off the Las Vegas Strip, after the final tickets have been cashed out for the evening, counting their money, or what's left of it, it's Alan Caps and Mike Watson, the 6th Year Seniors!
0: Yeah, you want to know how unique this is? Watch this. Hey, Mikey, how you doing? Yeah, that's right. You, you don't hear Mikey. We could not find a way to get our lives together such that we could even record a 40-minute podcast in the middle of the week so what you're going to get is another version of me being the oh by the way me alan Caps, being the best producer in the business and then latching in michael watson's literal early morning guaranteed winners into the middle of the show man hopefully on monday we'll be back together and we'll be able to talk Some basketball along with football. Basketball season started Monday. We haven't been able to talk about it. It sucks. It's been great. Basketball's been great. It sucks that we haven't been able to talk about it. But let's get on with the business. Both of us have pretty short cards this week. Mikey has uh, eight. I've got 10. We're going to get started with Mikey's part of the show. So here I can say, hey, Mikey, how you doing? And I'll just slip Mikey's portion right in here. Because we're breaking the fourth wall. Hi, Colt Cabana.
1: All right, Mikey's here. Work schedule got me all jacked up. The shoot job, driving me crazy this week. Had to rearrange all my plans. So so we're cutting this thing a little different. I need to make some plays. Y'all got me out here this week doing things that I absolutely do not want to do. But we'll get there soon enough. College basketball season started, by the way, if you haven't been paying attention. Uh, Michigan State knocked off by James Madison. Uh, first night. Fantastic stuff. But for now, we're talking football. We're not talking basketball. We're talking football and the big game in football this week, Michigan on the road at Penn State. We've talked about it all year long. Michigan has not played with their food whatsoever. Penn State, they're good. They're not great. I don't think they're on Michigan's level. I think Michigan is going to be out on a mission with the sign-stealing scandal to say, hey, you know what? That's a bunch of crap. We're not just the better team. We're Extremely better team. We are a national championship contender. And this is the first opportunity for them to put some juice behind what has been a nothing schedule really so far. No, they haven't played anybody, but they haven't messed around with anybody either. And they, you can't say that about just about anybody else in the country. I like, I like Michigan here. I like Michigan minus four and a half. I think they take care of business. Penn State's going to challenge them. Penn State will hang around. But I don't think Penn State can beat this team. And I don't think they can stay within a field goal. I'm going to lay the points. Michigan minus four and a half. I think Nick Saban has the Crimson Tide peaking at the right time. This could be a this could be a letdown game for the tide. They're on the road at Kentucky, but I just don't see it. I think Bama has kind of figured out what they are, who they are, and how they want to play football and Kentucky is underwhelmed for me this year. It's a lot of points, but I like Bama on the road. I'm going to lay them we're probably We're probably on opposite sides here. That's my guess, but I'm going to lay the points. Ten and a half, Bama over Kentucky, going to the Big Twelve, Kansas picking up some momentum. They got the they got the big one over, over Oklahoma a few weeks ago. Uh, they're chugging along here. They got seven wins for the first time in forever. I think they can make it eight. I think they've I think they uh, they beat Texas Tech at home this week. Kansas minus three and a half. A lot of, you know would would I like it to be three? Yeah. But Kansas is just a better football team than Texas Tech, Uh, just straight up. And I don't think that I, I don't think it's I don't think it's field goal. I think it's more than that. Kansas wins this game by a touchdown. Give me the Jayhawks minus three and a half. The big ACC game of the week, which was supposed to be the big ACC game every year. When Miami moved to the conference all those years ago, damn near 20 years ago now, we've been hoping and praying that we would get a Miami-Florida State ACC championship game, and it never materialized. Miami has not lived up to their end of the deal upon moving to the league. But I do think they'll be up for this one on the road. I think they'll challenge – and I know Alan said on Monday, oh, they lost to NC State last week. I just think in the look-ahead game, NC State was able to lull them into the Wolfpack shit that you can do sometimes. I think Miami's going to be up and up big for this one. This is this is their shot to sort of redeem the season. Florida State's going to be up for the challenge, but Miami's going to hang around and and make Florida State work for it. That's a lot of points, and I'm going to take them. Miami plus 14 on the road in Tallahassee. Just realized I had two. Ten and a half digit favorites, and I'm going to lay the other one uh, in the SEC. Georgia minus ten and a half against Ole Miss. We talked about this game at, uh, a little bit on Monday. Georgia is they're, they're just better than Ole Miss. Ole Miss is really not going to challenge the dogs in Athens. Georgia's finding their stride now, even without Brock Bowers. They found you know all these other weapons that they can start to uh, start start to lean on and and leverage. The Georgia defense is going to be able to, to limit. The explosive Ole Miss offense, and George is just too much that 's all it is they're just too much they're at home they'll take care of business. Give me the dogs mines ten and a half. i bet I basically bet this same game last week, and it was the easiest win I've had all year. Actually, no, it's not Army was the easiest win I had all year. That was also last week, but the uh the Washington-USC game went way over, and it was super easy. It was, like it was over basically at halftime. Why wouldn't I bet the basically the very same game again, Oregon-USC over 73-and-a-half? Basically the same players. Oregon's a little bit better. Oregon might be able to get one more stop on USC, but they might also be able to get one more touchdown against USC. A lot of points, doesn't matter. It, again, it would have to get to like 85 before I think about laying off this one. Give me Oregon-USC over 73-and-a-half. Have a hunch we might be on this one, too. The late-night get-back game. Out on the island, Air Force reeling off their uh, disappointing loss to Army. has Now has to go across the ocean and deal with a Hawaii team that is, you know, always super fun. Eighteen and a half points is a lot of points for Air Force to be laying on the road after getting whooped. Going across the ocean, the whole thing—it just, that's just, it's just too many points. Air Force should win this game. They'll probably win it by—they'll probably win it by ten or fourteen points, but they're not going to win it by eighteen and a half. So I'm laying the bows, lay Hawaii, or I'm taking the bows—not laying them. I'm taking the bows and taking the points plus eighteen and a half against Air Force. But that's not my last play. We're out here on these streets, and y'all are making me do things that I really, really don't want to do. But you know. Sometimes you just got to do things. This is not personal. It's business. Y'all got me out here on the street taking Duke and the points in Chapel Hill on Saturday night on the ACC Network. This is ridiculous. We've talked about uh, Carolina's inability to cover, uh, to not just cover, but win as a double-digit home favorite against ACC competition. I know Riley Leonard's not going to play. But Duke is a feisty team. They are a determined team. They've got a really good defense, and Riley Leonard doesn't play defense. I just don't see – why is this a a double-digit spread? This should be seven. This should not be 14. This is absolutely ridiculous. If I'm Duke, I am appalled and offended that this is the Vegas line on this. They're going to come up fired up. They're going to look to finish ruining Carolina's season. It would make Duke's season if they could ruin Carolina's season. Duke might win this game outright. I'm not saying it's going to happen, but they might. It's in play. And you know what? I'm going to go ahead and hedge my emotions on this. I'm taking all those points because it's way too many. Duke plus 14 on the road in Chapel Hill. That's my eight plays. Y'all are a bunch of crap. This is horrible. This is stupid. Why are we, why are we, why is Duke a 14 and a half point dog at Caroline? This is so stupid. Absolutely stupid. And if you don't take the money, you're a moron. And of course, that means Carolina's going to win this game by 28 points. And hey, maybe I'm a moron. Hey, and that's the trade off I'll take. That's all I got. Those are my picks.
0: Now that Mikey is giving you his plays, I can tell you that we have two mortgage plays Michigan minus four and a half against Penn State, and Kansas minus three and a half against Texas Tech. I'm somewhat surprised by both of them. I knew I was going with Michigan. I didn't think he would, actually, but the price seems cheap enough for him. I really don't think it's going to be a close game. I don't think Penn State's that good. Haven't thought that this year. Maybe in a couple years if Drew Aller sticks around, but not sophomore Drew Aller. He's not ready for the University of Michigan. Plus, come on, Michigan is using this whole sign-stealing scandal, quote-unquote, as ammunition now to just run roughshod over the rest of the Big Ten. I, it wouldn't surprise me, hey, I, you know Jim Harbaugh's gone, right? Uh, he's going to coach his way out of this contract. It wouldn't surprise me if he wins the national title, gets handed the trophy, and gives the double Steve Austin middle fingers in the air and says, I quit, right on national television. And then the NCL come around in another year or so and put Michigan on, like, double secret probation for five years as long as they pinky swear not to do it again. Uh, it, it's ridiculous. The NCA has no authority, and this is stupid. If your signals are getting stolen, change your effing signals. It's that simple. The other game on the list that is a mortgage play is Kansas, minus three and a half against Texas Tech. I don't have a lot of feel for this game. I know I'm on the wrong side of the number. This is simply looking at a team on a magical season once again with Jason Bean going against a now floundering team in Texas Tech. Uh, yeah, Texas Tech needs to win more than Kansas, but it just isn't going to happen. And it doesn't hurt that Kansas is at home. Three and a half means they're even on a neutral field. I'm not buying that. I, I think as long as Kansas doesn't get backdoored, we've got a solid winner here. So here's the rest of my card. I start on Friday. Wyoming at UNLV. The total is 50 and a half. This just seems to me like two grinding, running offenses that are going to eat up clock. And the defenses are solid enough to keep making stops. This game will get played in the 20s, like 20-yard line to 20-yard line. A lot more field goals and touchdowns. That should keep us under 50 and a half. Then we moved to Saturday. I've told myself that I don't want to play a lot of early games because I keep digging myself in the holes and then come back out with great late night results. You know, as we talked about on Monday, I went to Reno over the weekend. And after I calculated out all my data for the day, I started the day one and two. In, and then finished at nine and one. And because of some parlays and, and some good money management, I ended up profiting by $50. So I'll take a 10 and 11 day and profit $50 any day, especially as horrible as my day started. So with that, I'm staying away from almost every early game. Next game on my list is. Mississippi and Georgia total is 58 and a half. I'm taking the over on this. The way I see it is if Mississippi is going to stay in this game, they're going to have to score points. And if they do, this game's going over easily. If they don't score, then yeah, just like last week with Missouri and Georgia, this game's going under and Georgia's covering. But I think if the game goes over then Mississippi has a decent shot at the line. But more importantly, once you reach 59, you've won the game. They can't take points away from you unless possibly you're Iowa. And then it wouldn't surprise me if somehow they could have points taken away from their offense. They probably deserve it. Next game on the list. Speaking of Iowa, I'm taking another shot against them. I'm hoping this time it works. Rutgers travels to Iowa. Aside from this total being a ludicrous 28 and a half, which will be the lowest closing total in the history of the NCA since Vegas started recording totals in 1995, Rutgers is a 1 point dog with their running game. I mean, this is a tremendous running game for a mid-pack Big Ten team, is probably the, I would say it, this is probably the best offense Iowa has seen since Penn State. It might even be a better offense than Penn State. They're going to run the ball down the gut. They may run the ball 60 times for only 180 yards, but they will keep the clock moving. They're going to stay in the game. They're going to keep Iowa's offense off the field, which might be a good thing for the Iowa offense. But it would not surprise me if Rutgers can win this game and avoid us having to see Iowa play in the Big Ten title game, Rutgers plus one. From there, I stay on the West Coast. I am picking on the Colorado Buffaloes once again. I am playing the under once again. It is Arizona and Colorado under 54 and a half. Arizona's offense is good, but it's not Truly dynamic. Granted, the Colorado defense is bad, but I think that's going to keep the Colorado defense from looking really horrible. Meanwhile, the Colorado's offense has just slung to new lows every week. Shador Sanders is beat up. All their stars are beat up, which I said would happen if you go back to September. Nobody on Colorado looks good right now. That whole offensive coordinator play calling change didn't do a damn bit of good. And I can see this just like last week's Colorado game where they barely score 20 points and Arizona wins the game. And by the way, Arizona is favored in that game by a 10 and a half points. But again, I'm looking at the under 54 and a half. A game we did not mention. On the Monday show, Washington State lost to Stanford 10-7. Washington State's season has come crashing down. And I think California is a good team to take advantage of because of their running game, along with the new freshman quarterback. Cal is a one-point favorite at home. That alone should tell you something. Cal is favored over Washington State. I think as long as Jaden Ott can control the line of scrimmage, California will win this game fairly easily five to ten points somewhere along that line definitely more than one next I'm looking at the New Mexico State Western Kentucky game I really have fallen in love with the New Mexico State Aggies last year they gave me a great win total ticket they actually even made a bowl it was crazy This year, they're going even one step further. If they can beat Western Kentucky, they will be a player in the Conference USA title game along with Liberty. They're a a four-and-a-half-point dog. They're on the road. But again, I like how running games travel, and that's what New Mexico State has. They have three running backs who on any given occasion can give them 80, 90 yards a game. Diego Pavia has turned into a decent little college football quarterback. Not saying he's any great shakes, but he is a solid quarterback for the level that he plays at. I'm not sure that Western Kentucky is interested anymore, and they've been playing below their ability all year. Let me take one last shot at New Mexico State, plus four and a half. And then finally, Mikey and I have a pair of games that we are on opposite sides of. First is the USC Oregon game. He is on the over 73 and a half. I'm on the under. I think the Oregon defense is better than people realize. Washington and Oregon only went to 69 themselves. It seemed like a lot more points. And I think that's why the total is this high. But Oregon Washington was only 36, 33. I think Oregon can stymie the USC passing game. USC might be getting smart enough to realize that they should run the ball and run the clock to avoid their defense having to take the field. All that tells me that there could be fewer possessions than expected, therefore fewer points. I'm going under 73 and a half. And then finally, on the island, the late night get-back game, because yes, I'm still a degenerate. I'm on Air Force minus 18 and a half. I like Air Force's running game. Hawaii has a horrific run defense. And I really believe that their Air Force Army game was a one-off anomaly for the Falcons. This is going to be their chance, even though no voter is going to see it. But this will be their chance to redeem themselves and just put a blistering on the Rainbow Warriors on the island. Give me Air Force minus 18 and a half. So that's all I have. We have two mortgage plays. Michigan minus four and a half against Penn State. Kansas minus three and a half against Texas Tech. We are on opposite sides of two games. I have the under on Oregon and USC. Mikey has the over. I have Air Force on the island in the late night get back. Mikey has Hawaii. I think that's all we're going to do. Look, I'm hurt, and I'm old, and I'm tired, and I work with fucking children, to quote CM Punk. Let's hope we can get back together on Monday, talk some football, finally talk some basketball. Mikey, why don't you send us home?
1: We'll be back next week. Hopefully, we'll be on a little bit of a better schedule next week. Good grief between Alan getting sick and the the shoot job moving me around all this other crap. We're, you know, we're having to put this together on the fly, you know, glue and rubber bands, duct tape, all this stuff. But hey, we're getting it done. We're making plays. We're trying to make money. My goodness, I'm just you know hovering right, right around 500 all year long. But you got to be just a little bit better than that to make some cash. So we're going to see if we can get back into the win column this week. And uh, that's all I got. That's the best producer in the business on Caps. I'm Mikey Watson. We will break down this week of football, get into some college hoops, and uh, get into all sorts of other trouble on Monday right here. I'm years. I'm sorry if I'm a little fucking snippy. That's fine. That's I'm fine. hurt and I'm old and I, I'm fucking
0: tired. I And you. I work with fucking children.